Hi, this is Bruce Buffer, and you're listening to the Bronson Beard Podcast. Welcome back to the Bronson Beers Podcast. What is going on, tailgaters? Drew Safer, how you doing? Very, very good. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. It's so funny your scream. Your computer automatically mutes your scream. Um, but there's a scream every time. <laughs> how's uh how's everything on your end, brother? You good? Living the dream, man. Uh, the Twins the have won five in a row right now. We are five and a half games ahead of the Cleveland Guardians. Wow. And uh, I'm talking like this right now. But uh, no, things are great, man. Uh, it's, it's I'm proud to be a Twins fan, finally. I think we have more wins than the Red Sox, who are in last place in their division. So that's good. <laughs> that's awesome. Well, the Brewers are one and a half games ahead of the Reds. Um, they're doing... I don't know. They've been losing some games that they shouldn't lose. Like they lost the Reds on some stupid bullshit and they'll pull some other games out of their ass, but like yesterday Peralta pitched a gem. I don't know. It's really hit or miss at them. I don't have a lot of faith, but we'll see. I know way too much about your division right now. I have a kid at work who's a Cubs fan and he won't shut the fuck up. Matt, <laughs> shut the fuck up about the Cubs. Be a twins fan from Iowa. Anyway. Yeah, who likes uh, the fucking Cubs? But it's a it's a tight race right now. I mean, uh, the Reds are only like a game back, I think, yeah. or a game and a half, and then the Cubs are only like three. But it, it's been the Cubs swept the Reds. They, they swept the the Braves. Yeah, I think so. And then they lost to the Mets. So they're like <laughs> yeah. the Twins. They lose the shitty teams. Yep. Yep. And that's I mean that's kind of like the Brewers. That's what they do. Lose the shitty teams they shouldn't lose to. Um. So that's for baseball. Did you see uh, Tim Anderson get dropped the other night? That was awesome. And, uh, yeah, it was awesome. That was, uh, I saw an apology today and I'm just like, yeah, I don't need that. Like, let's have a little, little flair in the game. Yeah. Uh, apparently there's been some other, like, uh, incidents with him. I know there was a report of the locker room of somebody else punching him. Um, and then that came, somebody else said that was negative and who knows, but, Apparently seems like he might be a little bit of a problem child. A little hothead. Which one? Jose or Tim? No, Tim. He wants to get traded. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he got fucking rocked. I'll tell you that. <laughs> I love the, he put his dukes up immediately. That's hilarious. <laughs> what did he do? Is he like kicking him? Is that what the problem was? He's I like guess. Sick kick, kick? Yeah, I don't, I don't fucking know. Um, let me tell you something. I hate the Guardians, so it's it's hard to. I don't give a shit. Yeah. <laughs> it's like they're, they're you're suspended now, so good job. Yeah, I mean I don't care about either team. It was just kind of funny to see him get rocked. You don't see any of those like good connections anymore in baseball. I feel like everything gets like broken up, and there's no like solid fights. And that one kind of escalated pretty quickly. Um, the best one was I think it was. Jose Bautista, do you remember yeah, that? Yeah, Is yeah. it Odor who hit him? Yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. That's a connection right there. Dude, that was great. I'm pretty sure Drake, like, used that picture and put it on one of his, like, mixtapes or whatever because it was, like, Toronto or whatever. Oh, you know. would know or, that. It was either Drake or Meek Mill. Somebody used it as, like, their thing when they were doing diss tracks back and forth. Um, I can't remember who the fuck used it, but, no, it's funny. 
Um, all right, so is that everything for baseball? I haven't been paying too much attention, so. Um, you better start, Matt, because the Twins are, are on their way, man. Let me check the score. Let's well, score we'll, we'll, we'll talk about that, okay? We'll, we'll talk about that when, uh, oh, fuck, we're losing. <laughs> um, football, dude. There was football on Thursday. There are football games this week. Are you fucking excited or what? Hell yeah, man. I'm so freaking jacked for NFL right now. Um, but this game this week, no, I, I don't really care about any of yeah. that. It's like, why would you show any of your plans for the season? Yeah, yeah, yeah. no, it's going to be a bunch of bullshit. Um, but that's fine, whatever. At least we know football is on the horizon, and it's very, very mm-hmm. close, which I'm super excited about. Um, is there anything you've been upset about this year so far for the NFL this season? Upset? Yeah, uh, things like, you know, the Packers, anything related to the Packers, any setbacks for players? Um, no, Rashawn Gary just got off the pup list, so I think he, he should be good to go soon. Um, no, I mean, the thing is, like, training camps, like, I'm always, like, I don't, I don't look at it. I take them with a grain of salt, like, all these highlights and shit that you see, because I'm, like, it's training camp, like, you never know how hard guys are, certain guys are going. Also, like, it's fucking training camp, and people are going to post all the good stuff. It's like NBA players when they post their off-season workouts. It's like, yeah, it's edited down to every single shot you've made. Like, it's – you see Jordan Love, like, putting balls, like, exactly where they need to be. He had a nice one in their little scrimmage they had, their family night scrimmage they had. Um, he had an awesome one to uh, to Watson in the corner of the end zone. That was a, it was a sweet grab. Can't believe he came down with it, but – it's like I've seen a couple throws out of love, and it's like you don't know how it's going to transition, like, in real time. Like, so it, it gets you a little excited, though, um, especially with I hear Tannehill is loving Hopkins um, in Tennessee, too, and he's saying he looks like uh, prime DeAndre Hopkins. But, again, people are going to say that no matter what. What's he going to say? Oh, well, he's a little slower than he used to be. <laughs> The media does such a good job at hyping us up. It's unreal, man, because it's yeah. like every year they trick me into thinking that this team is going to be worth yeah. a, worth an S, you know? Yep, yep, yep. Yeah, I mean, so you never know. It's it's fun to see some highlights. It's fun to see some of that shit. But once they get going, that's all I'm excited for. Um, I'm sure let's, there'll let's be some disappointment. Uh, with which team? Um, the, well, Packers, I think there's for sure going to be disappointment. The Titans, uh, I mean, disappointed in my mind is like not making like the conference final, uh, conference finals, the, uh, <laughs> championship. I'm like, well, you should accept that fact already. They're the Titans. So yeah, I mean, they'll make it to the playoffs maybe and then bounce. So all right, Sean. So Packers schedule. Here we go. Fairs win Falcons. <sighs> God, this is horrible, and I'm going to start them off 2 and 0. I know I shouldn't. Ah, uh, win. Saints. Um. Damn, those are their first three. I mean, they could. Uh, they could go three and zero. They're without Kamara too. Damn. All right, win. Lions. 
Lose at home. Lose. Raiders. Oh, fuck. I'm just going to be optimistic while I do this, so I'm just going to say win. Uh, what about the bye week? <laughs> Lose. Broncos. Um, I think they're going to... Uh, fuck, they should win that. Damn, their schedule's not that hard. I'm going to go win. Vikings. Loss. Is that home or what? Uh, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Who's the next one? Rams? Uh, Rams. Um, I'm going to say loss. Steelers. Mm, loss. Chargers. And it is at home. At home. Fuck. Loss. Lions. Mm. They'll split it with the Lions. I'll give them a win there. Chiefs. Loss. Giants. Loss. Buccaneers. Mm. Loss. <laughs> Panthers. Win. Vikings. At Vikings. I think they're going to lose both. Bears. Win. Fuck the Bears. <laughs> All right, let me check. Let's go to... Got to be about seven and eight wins. All right. That might, that might win the division. <laughs> yeah, right. Should we do the uh, do the Queens for you? Yep, let's do it. I don't have a uh, a notepad. Can you just keep, keep tabs on this? All right, give me one second. Just do all wins. <laughs> yeah. All right, Buccaneers. Win. You, you I feel like. Oh shit! Yeah. yeah. I feel like like uh, Mayfield sucks, so we're sitting there. Okay. Uh, Eagles. Lose. Chargers. Win. Panthers. Win. Chiefs. Lose. Bears. Win. Niners. Lose. <laughs> Packers. Win. Falcons. Win. Saints. Win. Broncos. Win. Bears. Win. Raiders. Win. Bengals? Lose. Uh, Lions? Lose. Packers? Win. Lions? Win. All right, what do you got? One, two, three, four. Heavy win schedule. 11, 12 wins. Holy cow, that's a lot. Uh, They're going to go on that stretch, though, right there, because... All right, really quick. So we always beat the Chargers for some reason, and we always beat the Panthers. It's just like a weird thing. They're even if they're better than us, we always beat them. And then towards the end, there the Lions will probably sneak a win in. Yeah, you guys should. Yeah, was that before Christmas? Yeah, you should get one. Um, and then my only other hesitancy is actually the Packers. I, I don't think they're going to be as bad as everybody thinks. 
There's a lot of weapons still, even even with love. Yeah. Well, that should be interesting. We'll see. We'll see. Let's post this and let's review it halfway through and at the end. How's that sound? All right. Send me the results. Um, anything else get you excited or disappointed here in the off seat or in the the training camp? It does suck to see just players go down. I I just hate seeing it, especially it doesn't matter who it is. Yeah. Um, I feel like the Broncos have been getting depleted every left and right. Dude. Patrick Hamler, um, Melvin Gordon is kind of getting me a little giddy with the Ravens. Mm. With Dobbins uh, and uh, they have somebody else there, don't they? Or no, or is he the backup now? Yeah, I'm not even sure, but I, I think he's probably going to get the workload. I feel like he's got his head out his butt right now. I don't know. He, he's come out and said, he's like, I'm just happy to be playing football. He's got a I good picture, PR. I picture him as like the, uh, <laughs> the guy who's just like accepted I'm his defeat. Done. I'm just done. Let's try to get, just get ring, bullshit rings. Dude, are you trying to talk me out of my sleeper? <laughs> yeah, I am. I mean, no, actually, yeah. Please take him, because I'm not fucking taking him. <laughs> but no, my only other concern is TJ Hawkinson. I don't know if he's hurt or what right now, but he's not practicing. So there's that. But no, I'm excited. Uh, football's almost back. Hell yeah, dude. Hell yeah. Uh, college football starts soon, too. A um, couple weeks here, right? Everyone wants a piece of that big, big 10 schlong. Dude, what is going on with that? It's not even going to be – I mean, it's eventually because of money and these networks and all this shit, it's going to turn into, um, like, just the Power Five conferences, and everyone's going to move to them or be, like, a non-conference, and conferences are just going to diminish. So, Stop. can you – we have time on this episode. Can you please tell me, like, I'm a kindergartner. What – why would they want to come to the Big Ten? It's why all just – it's probably just money play. Like, they probably just generate more revenue than – um, like Big Ten probably brings in more money than Pac-12. Why? Um, brand of football, maybe. I don't know. Uh, there's because a, I mean, Midwesterners just love watching football on Sundays. Well, yeah, well, that and like they they have like I mean I think Big Big Ten Network is pretty huge, and then Saturday they they usually have like a good amount of very good teams that are in it. It's like you're looking at Wisconsin, Iowa always plays people hard. I mean, you got Michigan, Ohio State, Michigan State. Um, a lot of those teams at any given like year are going to be in the top 25, and you're probably going to have five or six of them. So it's like when it comes to that, there's a lot of like big money games that you could possibly have with, like in Oregon or some of those better teams who are um, kind of playing bullshit teams. And I think they get more respect – when they like be in the in the uh, finals, like in the uh, college playoff, so I think that's where it kind of comes in. It's it's strength of schedule. You get more respect. Um, you can probably if you beat some of those big uh, Big Ten teams, you can bounce a little higher quicker, but then also generate more money. Sean, is this how you would talk to a kinder kindergartner? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. What the fuck are you saying? No, no, I totally get it. Dude. That's that's a great explanation. So if you have if you have money, and then if your mom gives you <laughs> that's a surplus. No, that's a that's a surplus. That's a perfect. It makes more sense. I'm just I guess like because Big Ten never wins the championship. It's like 
I consider all these conferences like a lot better, but it's not true at all. Alabama. Yeah. Well, like what's Alabama's conference? SEC. A- a- SEC. So like SEC is like dominant, obviously. So it's like, I do think some of these other ones are like, maybe we need to like strengthen our fucking, uh, conferences and try to compete with them more often than not. Um, because I mean, by teams like say some of those ones with like, if you look at a weaker strength of schedule, they're not even going to have the opportunity to like play an upset like in Alabama or Clemson or whoever the fuck it is. Cause like they're never going to get to the playoff. So it's like, right. yeah, I mean, that's the argument always with some of those really small teams that go undefeated and they're like, Oh, well you're still 12. Fuck off. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's just how it is. So you look at some of those other schools, they'll, they'll transfer into different conferences. I don't know. But then again, also like the pack, I think Pac-12 has their own net, like TV network. I doubt it's anything special. Um, but yeah, I mean, Big Ten network is huge. Also, Pac-10 or Pac-12 games are on at fucking 9:30 p.m. for like or later for everybody else in the country. So nobody's That's fucking fair. watching that shit. <laughs> but I don't know. I think it's all just based on money, and maybe the NCAA has a cash grab in it too. I'm not sure with that, but I wouldn't doubt it. That's the smartest thing I've ever heard you say. You're fucking genius, dude. Thank you so much. Sport Being management serious. major. Fuck yeah. <laughs> Being serious. Uh, no, that's funny. Uh, yeah, I don't know. But college football should be fun. I'm excited to watch the Badgers. They should. I mean, on paper, they should have a pretty decent team this year. New coach. He's brought in a shit ton of recruits. Transfers. We'll see. Should be fun. Guess what though? Iowa, we got, we're taking a new route this year. We're going to be offensive. We're going to throw mm-hmm. the ball. Okay. Watch out, buddy. Watch to out. Your, to your tight end on a check down. <laughs> Fuck out of here. Dude, if, if they don't make a change this year, I'm, I'm done. I'm done. Didn't the, uh, former Iowa kicker just get in trouble for betting on games? You see that shit? Uh, so did the Iowa. St- <laughs> they were cracking out on from a bunch Iowa. of people. That's yeah, man. Funny. They oh, must have wow. got new software or something. It's like we can we can yeah. track them. Did you see the video of him doing it too? It's like, dude. No, what was he doing? Uh, he basically said he's like, don't post this, don't post this, and he's like, but I'm telling you, take the under on this or that. It, it's like. God, good friends. As how fucking, always. How fucking dumb can you be? Yeah. It must have been John Moran. Moran. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lord. Um, did you uh, did you watch Nate Diaz and Jake Paul this weekend? I did not, uh, but uh, I'm a huge Jake Paul fan, so what happened? We don't have to talk about it for longer than 30 seconds, but... Um, is that how, that, I, how long the fight went? No, I think it went the whole fucking fight. And Jake Paul won. Everyone says it was just a money grab. And, like, Diaz was just dancing around, being fucking dumb and not caring. Like, Paul would try to hit him, and then he would, like, stumble backwards, like, joking and shit. And uh I don't know. A lot of people I've heard from, I didn't watch the whole fight. I just saw some stuff. A lot of people said that it was, uh um yeah, it was just embarrassing to watch. For the sport, they said you could tell. Yeah, they just, that's how it always yeah. the outcome. And, and a lot of people said that like they think that Diaz won the fight, and then they just gave it to um, Paul anyway. Oh. So 
Yeah, just to keep this whole fucking narrative going so we can call out the next non-boxer and then try to beat him up and just keep it dude, going. what are you talking about, dude? He's the best. <laughs> He's the fucking best. Uh, I, I got into an argument with myself this weekend about Jake Paul. My nephews, like, are drinking Prime and stuff, and, and I'm like, what is the deal with these guys? Yeah. And, and I, I was talking to myself because they didn't have an answer. I was like, I don't get it. What am I missing? Dude, I thought Prime just got, like, recalled or some shit. I, I heard it, like, was getting taken off the shelves because there was, like, some bad shit. <laughs> well, the toilets were green. I don't know if that is. <laughs> Dude, it might have been. I don't know. Dang, I, I thought it was cool, but whatever. <laughs> Um, yeah, I don't know. I didn't, but, uh, I didn't watch it. So they gave it to Jake Paul, huh? And Nate Diaz got $30 million to do it. Yeah, he didn't give That's a what flying fuck. <laughs> he was posting you, on his Instagram. Did you bet yesterday. against Jake Paul? No, but I should have bet on Jake. I, I mean, I don't know why at this point people don't just bet on Jake Paul every fight. Does it, didn't he lose one time, though? No, I think he's still undefeated, technically. Oh, shoes. I thought he lost. No, oh, I think he's... Ah, uh, wait... Yeah, yeah. Did he lose to Tommy Fury? Fury yeah. or Silva? He lost the. He beat Silva. He lost to Fury. Yeah, do it. Yeah. yeah. So I don't know. It's whatever. It's kind of hilarious. So one, one for however. Okay, yeah. next fight. Tell me, Sean, and we'll we'll throw some shekels at it. All right. Just throw it at Paul. We'll be good. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, everyone now. Connor's McGregor's trying to call him out. So of course he's still trying to beg for fights that nobody will give him. So. I'm sure they'll make that happen because that would be a, a lot of dumbasses to pay for that. So it's like one of the biggest gimmick of our lifetime that we people just can't get over. I just yeah, and like, it just like, keeps going, and everyone just goes, "Why would we pay for this?" And then they fucking pay for the next one. <laughs> exactly, just, and everyone falls into it. All the fights that McGregor gets into outside, of, he should be in jail. That's what it should be. So obviously they're not. They're not as it's all staged. You yeah, know what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. Yep, exactly. But other than that, I don't think I have anything else. Do you, dude? We have a uh, we have an interview coming up. Maybe I'll put it at the end of this. Maybe I won't. We'll find out. Uh, but we do have a, a pretty awesome interview coming out. Actually, we have two. So get ready. Get ready. True. Last words. All right, my last word is uh, I saw this video of Shohei Otani six years ago, and I don't know if it's real or fake. Uh, I need someone to help me debunk this, but he hit a ball through the roof of a dome during a game six years ago in Japan. No fucking way. Yeah, and everyone didn't know what to do. They they all were like putting it like it's it's out of you know, <laughs> it's out of bounds, it's out of bounds. And he ran the whole bases all the way around. And I'm I didn't know if maybe it was like a commercial that I just haven't seen before or yeah. what. But that's amazing. And I think we're watching history. So Oh yeah, yeah. He's we need to be more into baseball. He's absolutely incredible. Uh oh and, and fuck you guys. I said, is there any way he still remains an angel? And both you and Anthony said, hell no. You guys made me look like an idiot. <laughs> no, made you look like a genius. Oh, thanks, man. Thank yeah. <laughs> man, I look like fucking idiots, I guess. I can't believe it. But, I mean, they did make a – that was before they were kind of making a push, and they were, like, just a couple games out of the wild card. So, 
Now, I still would have thought he would have gotten traded, so it doesn't matter. But No, absolutely. They're lucky as heck. The, the trade deadline was really weird this year. There was not a lot of movement. Yeah, it was, yeah, some very questionable trades and a couple, like, whatever guys. But um, I know Anthony was on here on the last one, and he was, like, they traded away their closer, and the Mariners. And he's like, why the fuck do we trade our closer? And they're, like, actually, like, doing pretty decent. So, I don't know, he was kind of pissed about that. But other than that, nothing too crazy. He should be. It's it's, yeah. it's weird sometimes. Brewers so, went for but, some washed-up people like they usually do. It's all right. Like who? Like who? Uh, we got um, the fuck is his name? Actually, I, I say that, and then his first like game, he hit a fucking homer. Of course, bats like two twenty lifetime. Fucking comes in, smacks one. What the fuck's his name? Ramirez or some shit? I can't remember. Oh, Jose Ramirez? No, he's on the Guardians. I should, <laughs> I should probably, I should probably fucking remember that. Whatever. And then we got some pitcher. Um, yeah. Did you see that? Uh, see the, how the much twins, I care. The Twins got Dallas Keuchel, if you remember who Dallas Keuchel yep, is. Yep. And uh, he opted out of his contract. But the the Twins had 48 hours. I might have just made that up. But 48 hours to sign him, and and they did. And then he came in and pitched, and he pitched amazing. And so Damn. it's like that. That's that's some. I guess we'll see what his second outing. Goes. Yeah, yeah. Let's not give him just one. But <laughs> just one. Cool now. Hall of Fame goat said, <laughs> and it like sucks though. It's like his first name's Dallas. I'm like, good dude, I can't like you. He threw a he threw a no no, didn't he? Back in the day, on the A's, either that or he's Cy Young Award winner. Oh yeah, I feel like or he had an up at least. I feel like he had a no no, maybe not. Whatever. We good? We're good, man. All right, man. All right. Well, we'll uh, we'll be talking soon, everyone. So uh, thanks for listening, as always, and we love you. Love you. Bye. 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 Welcome back to the Brats and Beers podcast. We have an incredible guest joining us today. He is a professional BMX racer and rode in the 2012, 2016, and 2020 uh, Summer Olympics. He won the gold medal in 2016 and became the first American to win an Olympic BMX gold. Please help me welcome Connor Fields to the show. Woo. Thank you so much for hopping on, Connor. Yeah, no worries at all. Looking forward to it. Hell yeah. Um, so I, I did read about this story online, but I'm I'm I would for our listeners, I kind of want to hear from you. But how did you kind of get started with BMX racing um as a child? Uh yeah, when I was a kid, I played pretty much every sport, like most kids do, you know, football, flag football, I guess um t-ball soccer all that stuff but mm-hmm. when i was seven my mom found a flyer that advertised the local bmx track so she thought i would like it because i like to ride my bike we went and watched the races the next weekend and then went back again the weekend after that and i never left <laughs> that's awesome so were you primarily you were always racing did you ever like try to get into like tricks and things like that or were you just strictly racing from the get-go when I was a kid, like a young, young, you know, 10, 11, 12 year old, I would go to the skate park and I would do, you know, some real mild tricks. Yeah. Um, but the two disciplines are very different. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of the, the top riders in freestyle used to race as a kid, but mm-hmm. then they decide they'd like to do tricks instead of work hard and go, go fast. Yeah. Um, but for me, the racing was always what came naturally. So that's kind of what I stuck to. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. Connor, so I don't want, I don't want to beat a dead horse, but like 
when you say you like, when did you know you wanted to do this? Like, when, how did you know this was your passion? Uh, I always liked it, like ever since the first time I went out and did it. And what I liked about it as a kid was that it was an individual sport. Uh, you know, I was always competitive. And when you're eight, nine years old, half the kids are picking daisies in the outfield. And <laughs> so that didn't sit well with me. And I would yell at my teammates and stuff. But I liked that it was, you know, if I won or if I lost, it was on me. Mm-hmm. And I knew I loved it right away. And I dropped all other sports by the time I was 10. And I had no interest in doing anything else. Um, got to high school and and the football coach and the wrestling coach trying to get me to come out for the team, but I had no interest. So I guess you could say they would have won state. (laughs) They would have won state if you would have went out. (laughs) Probably not. I I was not that good. (laughs) Was there like a first like competition that you remember that you were like, Oh shit. Like I am actually very, very good at this. Like I can compete. I don't remember the first few years of my competitions, but I do remember that I think I was like nine and um, that would probably be the time that people are like, Oh, this person's got some talent. But at the same time, like there's a difference between being a talented kid and then being like a talented professional, right? Like when you're eight, nine, 10 years old, you're, you're a kid. Everybody's going to grow different. Some people aren't going to grow. Right. And, and so sometimes just genetically, you're not built to be a professional athlete. But why are you um, looking at me, Connor? Why are you looking at me? <laughs> I'm, I'm equally looking at both of you. Yeah. Um, well, you're right on both ends. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I, I don't know if there's a specific time or age or whatever, but probably I would say like 15, 16 was when I started to show signs that like, all right, this kid, this kid's actually got something. There was one competition you could circle and you could say like, all right, this kid's legit. Um, but yeah, about 15, 16. Okay, cool. Have you ever, I, I know you said you pretty much dropped every other sport, but did, did you ever like try to take on any other like extreme sports? I did see that you snowboard. So is there anything else that you kind of do or? I mean, I do other stuff for fun. I like all sports, right? I always like mountain biking. I always like snowboarding. I always liked pretty much anything active, but I mm-hmm. had to be careful because I didn't want to get hurt or, you know, also you don't want to waste energy out snowboarding all weekend and then have a horrible week of practice because you, you know, overdid it. So right. when I was competing, no, but now I, I love all sports now. Okay. Okay. Bringing and, up and- uh, getting hurt. What, yep, yeah, there you go. What, I saw you <laughs> broke your wrist. Uh, what was the worst one, man? I mean, the fact that I don't know and you'd have to decide is up to you. I mean, from the ground up, I've torn ligaments in both ankles, had knee surgery for a torn meniscus. I've had internal bleeding, broken ribs, collapsed lung, shoulder reconstruction, broke uh, both elbows, one wrist. I've had a traumatic brain injury um and some stitches and all sorts of places and i'm probably forgetting more damn so it's pretty safe huh (laughs) i feel good now i I, I did see a video of that uh 2020 crash um at the olympics and i don't want to bring up bad memories um I i was gonna say even if you remember it but uh that was very scary that was very when was the first time like that you kind of like came to or like remembered, or I you guess you still don't remember anything about it. it just I don't happened. have any memory from the whole day. Yeah. Um, and the next thing I remember is waking up in the hospital five days later. Wow. Wow. That is, uh, 
did that ultimately kind of lead you towards the path of retirement or hundred yeah. percent? Um, I was already, I was older. Mm-hmm. I was getting towards the end and my plan was going to be to just get through the year and then take a break and kind of decide if I wanted to keep going or not. Mm-hmm. Um, but after the injury and doctors saying like, Hey, you've made a full recovery, but you hit your head again, it might not end well. Um, you know, kind of like if you think about a boxer when they get to the end of their career, they they get the glass jaw, right? Um, yeah. I didn't want to deal with that. So I felt accomplished. I was professional for 12 years, and and I decided to step away and protect my health. Damn. Yeah, I'm watching that Sean White documentary on HBO right now, and he's, he was kind of talking about the same thing, where it's like at some point you're just like, all right, I got to protect, protect myself. Why am I still doing this and going through, uh, pu- putting my body through all these injuries? and. Yeah, well, there's typically only a few reasons why an athlete will retire, right? Number one is they don't make the team. Well, it's not <laughs> going to happen for an individual sport. Number two is an injury forces you to retire. And, you know, number three is you you, you walk away because you choose to walk away, yeah. right? And that's the least common one. Most common is number two, right? especially in a dangerous sport like snowboarding or BMX. Like Most people just – it's hard to walk away, and especially for somebody like Sean White or like myself, when you're still physically able to do it, mm-hmm. and you still can look yourself in the mirror and say, "Well, I could win." Yeah. How do you walk away? Like that's a whole challenge in and of itself. Damn, yeah, it's tough. I, I know you kind of ran through a list of injuries before, but like, do you have a count of like how many like bones you've broken or surgeries you've had or? Not off the top of my head. I'm on the surgeries. I've had two on my wrist, one on my shoulder, one on my knee. So maybe four. Um, and then for bones broken, both <laughs> rib, or both elbows, one wrist, and some ribs. Damn, damn. That's brutal. That's brutal. I can't imagine uh, going through all that, but. Um, I mean, that's, Hunter, over, can you... that's over the course of, of 20 years, right? Like that's I true. Did one time when I was nine years old, which I'm counting. Um, <laughs> so it's, you know, not all of it was as an adult. Okay. Right. Connor, can you go through the strategy of what what's going through your head when you're, so obviously you, from a broad layman's terms perspective, you want to stay low to the ground over the jumps and uh, that's pretty much all I can tell at this point. So can you please run through this? What makes you faster than me going down uh, this hill? You're, you're racing from point A to point B. So number one thing you want is the ability to accelerate out of the start. So you do a lot of training to build your explosive power um, and your your strength and your speed, basically, just to get out of the starting blocks. And then from there, there's an entire strategy of how you take each and every obstacle, right? So you said staying low, and that is so you can get back onto the ground and pedal again. So if two riders jump side by side, one's higher, the one who's lower is going to land first and accelerate first. Um, There's technique to how you angle yourself in each corner and how you go around each corner. There's technique to where you pedal and where you use your body to push. so it's, it's real hard to break down like the specifics and the intricacies, but to answer your right. question, why am I better than you? Um, I'm probably in better shape. I can accelerate a bicycle and pedal a bicycle faster than you. And I can handle that speed when we get to the jumps and I can go over the jump while carrying that much speed, 
where a lot of people, when they're starting out, um, they don't know what to do with the speed that they can generate and they're going too fast to control it as they get to the jumps. Very good answer. It's like interesting. That, that more, well. It's a, cause I've, it's really silly to say this, but like play like the dirt bike games online and stuff, or you play Mario Kart. I always, I'm always curious <laughs> about, do you take the jump farther or do you get to the ground faster? Yeah. I, I'm, in in Mad Skills Motocross, I don't know. I think it's get to the ground, but in our sport, it's get to the ground faster. But you don't want to get to the ground too fast because you want to land on the on the downside where you're specifically designed to land. Because if you land sure. the upside, that is going to hurt. Damn. So if you're if you're going to like a new track or a new competition and you ha- like see the layout or whatever, like how how many days do you have to like practice or like how do you go through that process of like every figuring the track di- out? Every event's different. So like at the Olympics, it's very regulated and fair that every single person gets the exact same amount of time on the track. Other events like a world cup, if you're from that host country, you're probably riding it for weeks on the lead in, you know, whereas it's an advantage to be from there. And so some people will go early and they'll stay at that location for two weeks. So they're starting on a level playing foot as the locals. Mm -hmm. Um, which, you know, when, when you're competing in Europe, it gives the Europeans a massive advantage because even if the race is in France, the British can get there pretty easily. Whereas <laughs> yeah. when the race is in America, if it's in Florida and I'm in Nevada, like it's not that easy to get there. Yep. Yep. Okay. That makes sense. No, it's very interesting. I was, I was wondering that because I'm like, I feel like every track's going to be pretty different. So um, that's part of why I loved uh, it as a kid is that every track was different. It's never the same. Yeah, and even now, like no, no disrespect, but I don't know how people do track and field or swimming, where you just do the same <laughs> thing over and over and over and over again. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, so you're doing a lot of pu- pu- public speaking right now. How did you kind of get into that after you retired? Uh, one of the newscasters who broadcast for NBC in Vegas for the Olympics, him and I went to lunch after after I won, and he said, "Oh, have you ever heard of doing any keynote speaking?" And I said, what's keynote speaking? Because I was 23. And he was like, you know, companies and businesses will hire you and, and pay you to come in and share what you've learned and motivate their team. And I, my, my answer was, people are going to pay me and I don't have to risk my life? What? <laughs> um, so he introduced me to some people and um, I kind of got started doing it then. And uh, as I've retired, I've had more time to do it. What Was there... Any nerves, like being a professional athlete, like going into that, like your your first gig, oh, were course. you super nervous or? Of course, but you know, one thing I, I've learned through working with sports psychologists my whole career, like being nervous is okay. That just means that you care. Yep. If you're not nervous, that means you don't care. Yep. And so no matter how good you are, no matter how much I've raced, you know, I was nervous at the races every single time because I cared how I did. Yeah, And so being nervous before giving a speech is fine because it just means that you care how you do. If, if I'm not <laughs> nervous, that means that I don't care. Just, and ha- just half-ass it. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, I did see somewhere that I believe you're a Golden Knights fan. Is that true? I am. So I grew up in Vegas. Okay. Um, we never had a team. We were always told that we were never going to get a team. And so when we finally got told we were going to get a team, it was hockey. And I was like, oh, okay. How do you play hockey? Right, <laughs> in the desert, like no one here plays hockey. Um, so I was literally like game number one. I'm googling icing and offsides and and the intricacies of the rules because I don't know. Um, but it, it's been really cool because hockey is a great sport, yeah. and they they really 
did a good job kind of embedding themselves into the community. So you walk around Vegas, and there's Knights gear everywhere. Everybody watches the games. Everyone's a fan. So it's been really cool to finally have like our team. Yeah. And even though we have the Raiders and, and I'm a Raiders season ticket holder and a fan, uh, the Raiders don't feel like ours the same way that the Knights do. Yeah. And, you know, and, and it's been cool to do that. And then the Knights games, I'm sure if you guys are hockey fans, you've heard like the arena is bananas and it's always a good time in there. Oh yeah. So I am, um, I'm, I'm not from Nevada. I'm from Wisconsin, but, but we don't have a uh, professional team out here. So me and like a group of my friends, when they announced that, Vegas is going to have a team. We're like, we got to be Vegas fans. And then um, kind of have just gone with it ever since. So this last and year was good every year. This is the, this is the best decision we've ever made. Exactly. What team are you a fan of? I'm not really a fan, he, but he's a wild Minnesota fan. Wild. He's from Minnesota. Yeah. He's over there. Just, he's over there hating. And yeah, yeah. You know, I think it's everybody's like, Oh, it was rigged. Well, before the first season started, they were 201 odds to win. Yep. They were the, like the, absolute worst odds in the league and then they they ended up doing a good job because like they didn't have that mega superstar but they just played as a team and everybody was like oh it's rigged and then you know Adrian, hey, absolutely. connor connor okay <laughs> do me a favor though you can't take these bandwagon fans i don't care he's not from nevada dude he cannot be yeah a but fan. don't go take <laughs> i've them. been there from the beginning though with no team. he's from somewhere with no team and he's been yeah. there since day number yeah, one they're band- poor as fuck bandwagon <laughs> would be being a fan next year after they won the cup exactly. jumping in from the ground is like the least bandwagon they, thing did. That you can do. they did thank you connor thank you thank you for, we we, for... we bought our shirts we bought our jerseys we did the whole thing we, we've been going to games i mean that was my first nhl game was to go see the Knights. so i mean we're out there dude i swear <laughs> exactly. who's your do you have a favorite player or anything from this past uh, i really past i really team? like flurry yeah. Um, he's now with the wild, but like he, he was kind of the face of the franchise when he came here just as like a person, but as far as watching play, like, um, I like Jackie aces, you know, Jackie Eichel, he, oh, yeah. uh, he truly is like a superstar when he's on the ice, you can tell, yep. you know, and, and we had never had a player like that before. Like we had had good players. Right. But he was like our first super superstar and, uh, it's fun to watch him play. Yeah, he, he took a couple licks during the uh, Stanley Cup. I was a little worried about him, but he he pulled through. That dude's tough. For sure. That for sure. Tough. My uh, my nephew yeah. named his goldfish Marc-Andre Fleury. And when I asked him <laughs> that five years ago, I was, he's like, Marc-Andre Fleury, I thought he was speaking in a different language. <laughs> so who the hell is that? <laughs> That's funny. He, he's awesome, though. He sucks now, though, man. He's on the watch. <laughs> He is old. That's why they got rid uh, of him. <laughs> yeah. You know, the Vegas people hated that when they got rid of him. Though. I know. I believe it. He was a staple. He was just a veteran that you wanted on your team. He was an awesome dude. Well, yeah. the Vegas fans had not had any experience with, like, the team is greater than the individuals. Like, I understood that it's, like, it's business, and they don't look at it like, you know, personal relationships. They just look at it like who's going to help us win. And exactly. All the other locals who had never followed pro sports before were up in arms. <laughs> oh, yeah, Absolutely. <laughs> What do you think of the Raiders, man? Uh, I think I now understand all the jokes. <laughs> they are they are a garbage dumpster fire of a franchise, but I hope it gets better. Their their logo should just be handcuffs, honestly, but I don't know if they'll ever change it. It's, I mean, uh, their, their games are fun. The stadium's cool, but you know, it's they're not like the easiest team to be a fan of. Yeah, like when they came to Vegas, I was like. All right, whatever. I guess. Like, <laughs> I wasn't excited about it. For sure. 
I was going to be a team or whatever team came, but that would have been one of my least favorite or least picked lowest choices. Uh, who was that? Oh, Oakland. You would have considered a different team you're saying? Yeah, well, whoever whoever would have moved, right? If it would have been oh, the, for Chiefs, sure. or the Bengals or yeah. you know, whoever I was going to be a fan, but the Raiders were certainly not high on my list. <laughs> Drew, do you have any other uh, any other questions for Connor? Otherwise, I'll go through our rapid round of questions. I got a few more questions. Um, all right, so number eleven, what's up with that, man? So when you turn professional, you have the option if you score enough points to select a career number, and the options are between ten and nine hundred and ninety nine. Single digits, you can't choose. Um, but then it's also like what's available because there's a lot of people around the world who have earned a career number. And so for, for me with the year that I was going up, I think there's only a couple of two digit numbers that were available and people would prefer a two digit number over a three digit number, unless there's something that's um, you know important to you. Like there was one guy who was six, 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 you know, like <laughs> kind of stuff like that. But um, out of the two digits that were available, I liked 11 best. That's really all it is. Damn. You didn't want 69? <laughs> I was taken. Taken. I'm sure that was one of the first ones. <laughs> yeah, by a French guy, of course. <laughs> wow. Uh, all right, I got two more. I won't I won't waste any more of your time here. Uh, you know the song Bicycle Race by Queen? Of course. Is that your favorite song? <laughs> no, but I've it's heard one... that song played as a joke many a times. It's one of my favorite songs. It's not even a joke to me. So <laughs> I appreciate it. Sorry, yeah. for, sorry for bringing that up. You're good. Uh, last one. I watched your uh, the anatomy of a BMX rider. Do you remember what I'm? You know what I'm talking about? I know. I was super under the weather when I had to film that. It doesn't matter, man. It was awesome. Uh, don't worry about it. Uh, but there's a a scene where you have to pull on the bar. It's for your thigh muscles to see how strong you are. Yep. And uh, you did it for six seconds, and you said that six seconds was a long time. Can you just say that for all our females? They should hear it from you at the goat's mouth. When you are doing a mid-thigh isometric pull <laughs> at 100% effort, six seconds is a long Hell time. yeah, it is, man. It's a long time. I'll chop that for you, Drew. You can show your wife. There, there you go. Thanks a lot, I'm happy man. to help you. If that's all it's for, I'm happy to help you. I, you, <laughs> no, it, you gotta hey, specify listen. that it's for you. Yeah, no, six seconds is great. Honestly, like, can you send me some tips? <laughs> It was really cool to see the differences because obviously you won gold. So when they compare you to all like, oh, weightlifters, you're not in this percentile, you know, this or that. It's like, yeah, no, no S, you know, no shit. Well, everybody, you know, everybody's got to try to be the best at whatever their specific thing is. Right. And there's a lot of things that I would be awful at that other athletes are good at, but it doesn't matter for what the end goal is. Exactly. You won gold, man. And that's that's exactly. You, yeah, you're the amazing. right stature is what it's saying. Yeah. You have yeah, to have that right weight. You have to be the BMI. Honestly, in the, as years have gone on, it's become bigger. Like, you know, when I was a kid, you could be short and skinny and be good. But now like everybody's going with the six feet and everybody's turning into like big athletes. And, and it's, it's been a shift for sure. Damn. Where is your uh, gold medal right now? Where do you keep it? It's just sitting up on a shelf. Just, oh, okay. That's that's cool. People always want to see awesome. it, so I can't lock it up or anything. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I don't blame you. 
<laughs> well, if you don't mind, I'm going to do a quick like rapid round of questions. A lot of them are like either ors or like your favorite stuff. If you don't mind, yep. uh, brats or burgers. I feel like this is bad on this show, but burgers. Uh, it's all right. We 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 get a lot of burgers, all unfortunately. The time. <laughs> <laughs> uh, beers are hard alcohol. Beers, beers. Okay. Do you have a favorite beer? I don't have like a favorite specifically, but I like a good hazy IPA. Okay. Awesome. Uh, Christmas or Halloween? Halloween. Breakfast or dinner? Breakfast is the only meal you could eat at any time of the day, and it's not weird. <laughs> I love it. Uh, country music or rap music? If I'm training, rap. If I'm doing anything other than, than working out, country. Country. Okay. Android or iPhone? iPhone. Uh, no green text here. I need to... I need to find somebody who uses an Android phone like me, but <laughs> I think there's uh, six there's six of you. <laughs> Odds are against me. Uh TV shows or movies? Um, I guess I have big movies. I like a good movie. Okay. Uh Batman or Superman? Batman. Okay. Uh crunchy peanut butter or creamy? Creamy. Uh, what's your favorite track to race at or that you've ever raced at? There's one in Sarasota, Florida. That was my favorite. Okay. And then what's your dream place to vacation? Uh, a dream would be on a big ski resort, you know, in, in the middle of January during a powder storm. <laughs> Hell yeah. And what, what's, the favorite, what, what's the favorite place you've ever been? Like country or city or... Depends on what I'm there for. Like the best place to race is South America. Like that's the, my most enjoyable place to compete. The crowd is nuts. Fans are crazy. Things like that. But if I'm going on vacation, maybe it would be somewhere like Jamaica. Okay. Well, you know, where I didn't ever compete there, but vacation was cool. But, and then like culture wise, I love Australia, you know, okay. so, cool. you know, it kind of depends on what I'm there for. Yeah. For sure. For sure. Okay. Drew, you got anything else? That's it, man. Appreciate you coming on. Yeah. Thank you so much, Connor, for, for hopping on and talking to us a little bit, taking us into the BMX world. Um, you're an absolute legend and uh, congratulations on all your success and everything you have going forward, man. We appreciate it. Awesome. Thank you guys. Have a good extra right. day. Have a good Thanks, one. Connor. Thirsty.